his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. We're also about getting in touch with the movers and shakers in the veteran community. And I don't think there's any bigger movers and shakers than the VSOs, the veteran service organizations. We're lucky enough to have most of the VSOs headquartered right here in our nation's capital. And we talk to some of them every week, including AMVETS and their executive director, Joe Chanelli, my former defense information school classmate, joins us now from the snowy northern part of the country, Syracuse, New York. Joe, how's everything going up there? Hey, good morning, Eric. Never better. How are you? I'm doing okay. There's no snow down here. I'm going to bet that there's at least a little snow on the ground anyway up in Syracuse. Am I correct? There's a good foot and a half here, yes. Oh, just a foot and a half. Hey, that doesn't matter up there. Kids are still going to school when there's a foot and a half of snow in Syracuse. What exactly are you doing up there in Syracuse? Is there an AMVETS event taking place? Well, AMVETS um, is a major sponsor of the Special Olympics. Um, there's a lot of veterans who are uh, affected by um, various different causes for the need of uh, Special Olympics. And so this is something that we've been supporting for about 25 years now. And uh, Special Olympics is holding their national bowling event uh, up here in Syracuse right now. So several hundred uh, athletes who are uh, amazing, doing amazing. Uh, many of their uh, parents are veterans, and uh, their parents actually participate with them here. So it's a really important uh, family bonding and uh, you know, recreational event up here. So we're up here as a major sponsor and handing out awards today. So uh, a great day. I hate to be away from D.C., but uh, this is for a really good cause. It certainly is. And as you mentioned, being away from D.C. when there's just a lot going on here in our nation's capital related to the veterans community. Of course, the big source of news, you know, we talked all day yesterday with Hill Vets about it. We've talked with our own reporters and our own people. Uh, and that is everything going on over at the VA, which I submit would make for an amazing reality show. And considering the president's background in that, you think they might uh, might want to look, look at the possibility of doing that. But what can you tell us about the latest happenings over at the the VA and how AMVETS is looking at it. Yeah, the the uh, reality show is a great analogy here, and it's really unfortunate because we're on the verge of this having real negative impacts on, on veterans. Uh, so, you know, the president had a tremendous first year uh, reforming the VA under uh, the guidance of his secretary, who he appointed back then, uh, David Shulkin, who was a confirmed 100 nothing. And really had a very positive first year, uh, a lot of reform. You know, we, we weren't always happy with everything, but in general, we, we thought things were really moving in the right direction, a lot of momentum, uh, which is something that the VA struggled to form in the last several years. You know, we've had three, when Secretary Shulkin came in, he was the third secretary in three years. Uh, that's definitely not the way to run a business, or let alone a massive government agency with $200 billion budget. Um, so now what we've talked about on the show, and I know several of your guests have talked about how the VA has been destabilized in the last several weeks uh, with talk, rumors, a lot of rumors coming out from uh, operatives within the White House, within the administration, and a lot of people 
outside of the administration and uh, spreading false rumors that are, are, are very harmful to this momentum and making it seem as if the president's not happy with Secretary Shulkin. Um, by all accounts, conti- we continue to get word from the White House that they're happy with Secretary Shulkin and that they continue to stand behind him. But we still get reports that they're going to put um, the Secretary of Energy, uh, Rick Perry, former governor from Texas. They're going to fire Shulkin, put him in, and you know, shortly, shortly thereafter, Rick Perry says, no, I'm not interested. We didn't have that conversation. And then the next thing you know, they're putting a report out that uh, Fox and Friends host and uh, longtime Cook Brothers employee Pete Hegseth is going to get a job. Good friend um, of yours, right? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've sparred a few times. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's very much for dismantling the VA. He's probably the VA's biggest critic, uh, despite the fact that he doesn't receive his care from the VA and uh, but his employer doesn't like the VA and wants to profit off the VA. Uh, so w- we hope that's another uh, one of these fake news nuggets. Um, but we really need the president to step up and say, you know, Shokin has my confidence. He's in reiterate that what he said before, that he's never going to say you're fired, Shokin. Um, and, and until we have that, these distractions are going to stop the momentum. And we have tremendously important reform legislation pending right now. And that's not going to move forward until both houses, uh, both chambers and Congress know who's in charge. Yeah. And we are speaking with one of the people uh, running things over at AMVETS, one of the head folks in charge, executive director, Joe Chanelli, about what's going on in D.C., specifically as it relates to VA and, of course, the other issues within and surrounding the veteran community. And I wanted to ask you about this. Secretary of the Interior Ryan Zinke made some disappointing comments, according to you, this week. What were those comments and why were you not happy with them? So, uh, um, Secretary Zinke, who is a veteran himself, um, was on the hot seat uh, in front of the House uh, talking about the financial issues that the Department of Interior, specifically the Department of National Parks, has. Uh, somewhere around $16 billion in maintenance backlog. It's it's something that's supposed to be run quasi like a, like a business, but it's losing a lot of money. And so when pressed on why this is, he decided that he would say it's because we let veterans, disabled veterans, fourth graders and senior citizens into the parks for free. So somehow the small number of active duty military who receive the annual pass, which is only good while they're on active duty, mm-hmm. somehow that is to blame here for you know, you know, billions and billions of dollars in mismanagement at the parks, which is been over many years uh, very disappointing and we think it's a benefit that's very important you know, to our military um, a lot of times our bases are located near these national parks and it's a great form of recreation we all know that military doesn't get paid all that well and that, that's not the point of it but the point here is that those benefits should not be touched uh, whatsoever and we would expect a lot better out of a secretary, especially a secretary who's a Navy SEAL himself. Yeah. 
You know, and, and the national parks, as I understand them, are there to be enjoyed by the nation. They're there for the people. And while I understand that they have some maintenance that needs to take place, and certainly uh, they need to find the money for that budget, I don't know if particularly uh, charging the people who have fought to maintain the ability to have national parks and for people to have the time to go into those parks is really the way the best way to go about doing that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And yeah, this is a, another form of uh, someone who was put in charge, who is actually a big critic of the parks. This is someone who has talked about selling the national parks and using it to make profit for the government. Um, you know, we're not taking part in that argument here whatsoever. It's kind of as background. Bottom line is the benefit for active duty military. And there's no actual benefit for veterans. It's for active duty military. Right. And that benefit should not be touched. Well, and I believe there's something also for retirees that's, that makes it available for them at like a discount or something like that. Is that correct? Do you know? There is a discount for military retirees and there's a, um, there's options for a free annual pass for senior citizens uh, who meet a certain financial threshold. Uh, so there's a lot of retired veterans who are in that, yes. You know, if, if we have a country of 320 million people, you would think that uh, the small percentage who are veterans getting some sort of a discount and retirees and active duty getting a discount or a free pass to go and wouldn't have that much of an effect uh, in, as far as any budget shortfall that they might have. But Secretary of the Interior, as you mentioned, a Navy SEAL himself uh, certainly seems to think that that is part of, if not the majority of the cause. All right. So the VA on Tuesday also launched an internal review of something that our own Jonathan Copanger is particularly interested in, and that is animal testing over at the VA. What can you tell us about their internal report on that? Sure. So um, last fall, uh, VA came out strong, guns blazing in defense of their canine research uh, program after the, the program had come under fire because uh, some self-reporting, in fairness, the self-reporting that they had made some major mistakes and some uh, canine were mistreated and that research funds were wasted. Um, and so when that happened, um, a, a lot of us looked into it. Um, and that's kind of reserved judgment on it. We said, you know, let's see if you can fix the problems and can you show us that this research is is worth the, the cost of both financially and the cost of the dogs um and it, it took a while but we we came to the conclusion uh, about a week and a half ago that the money is not being well spent and that it's uh, something of a waste and that um while the va does seem to treat the canine within um ethical standards of, of research we just don't see it as being valuable, and we don't see anything really coming from this expensive research. Uh, so we, we put out a piece in uh, the Washington Times uh, in that regard, and shortly after, uh, the VA reversed course, and Secretary Shulkin has reversed course, and they have launched now an internal review and uh, that in that includes stopping the research here while they do this internal review. We, we think they're going to come to find that the research really is not worth the cost. 
You know, there have been two specific things since we launched here at Connecting Vets that the VA has kind of done a 180 on, and now one of them seems they've done a bit of a 180 again on it. First was uh, the marijuana research where we had Secretary Shulkin saying, well, we'd love to do it, but the law precludes us from doing it. Later on saying, well, yeah, now we can technically do some of the research, but I just don't think that there's much value in it. Uh, he also wrote an op-ed kind of defending the canine research and then more recently recently has done a bit of a 180 on that and said, you know, I'm not sure if this is uh, if this is a, uh, a program that we want to continue. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Why do you think that the, in these two things, these two very public and publicized incidents when it comes to the marijuana issue, which is one that's uh, that's very important to some people out there. And of course, the canine issue to all dog people out there. They don't like hearing about dogs being tested on uh, even if it's done humanely uh why do you think it is that in these two very public instances the va has kind of changed their their point of view on it uh, several times in one case continuing conversation and continued collaboration uh, i think the canine in particular here is a a really great example of that uh, we were able to present our case and they, they took that to heart and they they looked at it and uh, they didn't take it as uh, marching orders by any means, but they, they looked at what they were doing, re-examined it, and decided that our point of view was the correct one. And, and so they made that move, which uh, you're right, is completely a 180 and what their stance had been just a few months ago. Um, I think it's I think it's a great thing when they're willing to change their mind when they see new facts. Um, on the marijuana one, you know, that, that's something else that AMVETS, here is very strong. Uh, we are for uh, research within the VA. Uh, we believe that doctors should be able to speak with uh, veterans about it across the board, not even just in the states where it's legal, but everywhere. Um, that was something that uh, when this administration first came in, they were opposed to, the VA was opposed to, and they've changed. I think that was a, a product of a lot of conversation by uh, with the veterans organizations and the administration. Um, but then there was pressure from uh, the attorney general's office to, to clamp down and not uh, give the indication that the VA uh, supports breaking federal law. Um, so we've had to have continued conversation. And you know, to the VA's credit, they continue to listen and they present why they're taking the positions they are. And we present our facts and you know our opinions and each time now we've come to a pretty good resolutions i think they'll continue we're speaking with joe chanelli joe of course is the executive director of amvets and a marine corps veteran and joe one thing that we wanted to talk about today is the fact that we are now halfway through uh women's history month a lot of people know that but some people may not be aware that it's also tbi awareness month so as someone who was one of the first marines with their boots on the ground in afghanistan if i recall correctly uh, someone who i believe has lost many of your marine corps brothers in arms to uh suicide some of whom had been affected by ptsd and tbis what can you tell us about this tbi awareness month and, and what you think is the most important thing for veterans and their families to take out of it no you're absolutely right um TBI affects so many veterans, and not just the veterans actually who are injured. Um, you know, friends of veterans, uh, families of veterans, and so one thing we'd really like is people to understand the warning signs that a TBI may be present. Um, one of the key takeaways here is that if you suffer from a TBI, 
and don't get treatment, uh, you will suffer irreversible damage. Um, TBI treatment is TBI is treatable for only so long. Uh, obviously, depending on the different extents. Um, so a lot of the uh, a lot of the um, warning signs can be confused with other things, uh, numbness in your limbs and your fingers, hands. It's not an uncommon thing for a lot of people. Circulation problems are plague a lot of people. But uh, if, if you also have that and you're having severe headaches or you become very drowsy at times, uh, not because you're tired, just but just because um, if you the numbness also comes with weakness in your arms and legs. Um, or if your vision becomes, you're losing your vision or becoming dizzy, these are all things that when they add up, you definitely need to get to see a doctor, um, ask for TBI screening, um, slurred speech. Um, some of these things have other, uh, you know, uh, other possible causes. A lot of this sounds like what would be, be suffering from a stroke as well. Um, so getting into a doctor because you're experiencing some of these things is really important. It doesn't always mean necessarily be a TBI, but so many veterans out there have TBIs, don't know. Um, the slurred speech thing, that's something, if your speech is slurring, you probably can't hear it because your brain is slowing down. So it's, it's really important for your friends and your family to, to understand these warning signs as well so they can let you know if they're seeing slurred speech or uh, slower than normal movements or um, if they see you're acting in a different way and using your muscles in a different way. These are things that people who know you will notice. And sometimes they won't think much of it, but if, if you let them know, that, you know about TBI, just sit down and you know, Google TBI warning signs, something like that. It's really simple, and it's saving a lot of lives. There are a lot of things out there that are important to the veteran community, and I think among the most important is continuing care, and not just the VA, but continuing to care for each other and to care for our families and for our families to care for us and to keep uh, you know, that, that military family going strong, both on the uh, figurative and literal level, whether I'm speaking of my Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, and Army brothers and sisters, or my actual wife and child and things like that. Uh, have you seen lately, have you seen any improvement on people reaching out to organizations like AMVET that's for assistance with things like TBI and PTSD, and do we still have a lot more uh, improvement that can be made in that area? Well, we have a, a ton more improvement, and that's why we launched uh, last week. We, we spoke about it, and uh, it actually goes live this coming week. Uh, uh, the Heal Team, Ambet's Heal Team, which is a, a helpline, and a, it's really it's a dedicated group of licensed practitioners who will be out there. Um, visiting VA facilities, but also we're going to have a, uh, an option for people to be able to reach us um, on the phone or online to be able to have a lot of questions answered about this. Uh, a big part of what we'll be doing, our outward communication here will be awareness. We're going to continue to do that. Um, we do see more people reaching out, especially on the mental health side, when we have tragedies like what happened in California uh, last week. You know, that, that brings awareness. Uh, to the fact that you know, if, if you feel you might need some treatment, definitely get checked out, get the treatment. Uh, the VA offers it for free um, to every veteran, uh, regardless of when you get out, uh, regardless of what, what type of discharge you had. Um, the vet centers are out there all over the country, and we can help you connect with other resources too, especially if you don't want to go to the VA or one's not 
close to you can help you with the choice program or other entities. Um, bottom line is though, we don't want to have tragedies uh, cause this awareness. So we need people to continue to talk about it in, in the community. And it's one of the great things about your show here. I know this is talked about on a regular basis. And we really appreciate that, Eric. Well, we do what we can, and we know, uh, you know, we know our community. We look around at everybody. We we meet everybody. We talk to everybody. I mean, just today, we, we've got a congressman outside of the studio right now. Brian Mast is ready to follow you onto the show. Uh, yesterday, we had uh, amazing guests working from the Military Times on their uh, new initiative to help transitioning uh, service members as they move into the veteran sphere. There are those issues that just keep coming up time and time again, and PTSD and T. TBIs are among the most important. I would say those along with uh, employment and uh, opioids and prescriptions, as well as VA care. I mean, there are so many important issues that are out there, but the ones that can lead to the loss of the lives of those that we served with, to me, those are the most important things for us to address and take on head on. Do you agree with that, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. And I think those are key focuses by all the veterans organizations and certainly by the VA and this administration. The administration just had an executive order that um, focused a lot on those things. And uh, circling back to where we started this conversation, I think that's a key reason why we need to keep the momentum going in the VA. We need to have some consistency at leadership there. Um, Secretary Shulkin has made suicide prevention and everything that goes with this uh, his top clinical priority. And uh, I think that needs to be that way, um, veteran community-wide. And there are, of course, many organizations out there working to help address these issues, to help take them on, and to help the veterans and their families out there. And AMVETS is most definitely one of the organizations leading the charge on all those fronts. And Joe, if people want to find out more about AMVETS, where can they go and who should they contact if they do need assistance with something? Yes, well, definitely um, check us out at amvets.org, but we also have a hashtag, Heal American Veterans, uh, across the social media platforms. That's a great way to find out more about our Heal team and how people can receive this free uh, assistance and connection to break down the barriers. We've been speaking with Joe Chanelli, Marine Corps veteran and executive director of American Veterans, a.k.a. AMVETS. Hey, Joe, you enjoy that foot and a half of snow up there in Syracuse. I'll enjoy the uh, chilly but snow-free weather down here in D.C., brother. Sounds good, Eric. Thank you. And uh, please say hello to the congressman for me. Great guy. Absolutely will. And as Joe mentioned there, we're speaking with Congressman Brian Mast in just a few moments. So much that I want to talk to him about, including his career, his desire to continue serving politically after he got out, and then the various times that I've seen his name popped up in very important and some very cool news stories out there. Did you know the congressman went diving with sharks? I know that because I read about it in the news, and I look forward to talking to him about that and so much more coming up here on The Morning Briefing, Thursday edition, March 15th, 2018. Eric Dame, your host. Jake Hughes, your producer. ConnectingVets.com, your website. Created by veterans for veterans. Entercom's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting Vets every day. Morning Briefing, back after this. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 